time of year where the world falls in love. Every song you hear seems to say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas here on the Infuse Show, everybody. Yes. How are you? Yes. Happy yes. holidays. As you know, the Infuse Show is brought to you by those swell elves from the sales joint, uh, a place where we always say no one grows alone, and I am not alone. I am not alone. I am joined by the very merry Mike Patterson. Hello, Nick. Hello, <laughs> Francesca. Very Mike. I like it. <laughs> and we're Mike and I are also joined by the always festive Francesca. Ooh. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. There's worse F words. That there your name. definitely oh, worse yeah, F words yeah, to definitely. describe me. Yes. We went through them and we, we censored those out. Uh, and as always, I can't do this alone without Fa La 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 Fifth Year. <laughs> so... Falalala, Frankie, fifth year producer extraordinaire is here with us as well. Guys, um, this is a really special episode. I can't believe it's been a year since the last time we did the, the gifts of this, of Kenna Christmas. Hard to believe. It is. It feels like, well, time has no meaning anymore, so it feels like no time has passed at all. Oh my God, I, I think it has, because we, we had like the socially distant Yuletide season last year, right. and we found ways to do things, and we found ways to gather with the people we wanted to, and then we, we couldn't even do everything we wanted to, so this is really cool, and in this past year, in 2021, we managed to find some significant Kenna Christmas gifts. Yes, we did. Very much so. For our whole They're big ones. They are big ones. And I don't know if we found the gifts or the gifts found us. That's debatable. Oh, that's good. Philosophy. That's good. (laughs) That we could write that into a movie. Uh, In our Hallmark movie. And you know what? I don't even think we should waste any more time. Let's just get right to the gifts. Um, That's what I like to do. Because nobody wants to screw around on Christmas morning. No. We're here for one reason. No, we're going to mass first, you two. (laughs) Let's, uh, Let's not turn this car around. Francesca, why don't you start off? And open up the first gift of the can of Christmas season. All righty. You did the wrapping. It's beautiful wrapping. I, think I like Tony this. did it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Oh, this is one of the best gifts that What's anybody that? could have given us this year. And that is the gift of the COVID-19 vaccine. Ooh, that is man. a major, major gift for... Major shot in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mike's on fire. Look at him. <laughs> Mike's on fire. Look, as Cousin Eddie said in A Christmas Story about that Jelly of the Month Club... This is the gift that keeps on giving, is it not? It oh, definitely yeah. is. It definitely well, is. I mean, we're talking about the, the, the world at large, but let's talk about the cannabis community, the cannabis industry. We couldn't get together for 18 months, and that, that doesn't jive well in this business, Mike. It does not. I think, you know, I mean, the, the, the basis of any community is getting together and being together and learning from one another and, and working together you know, collectively yeah. for the good of the whole. And especially in a young industry where, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even in a young state like Oklahoma, where we made the decision to really put some effort into in the last year. So, you know, not being able to get together certainly holds things up and slows things down. But I think there's a lot of resilience and strategy that goes into making sure that it doesn't come to a stop. Yeah, yeah necessity the is the mother of invention. And so we right. find ways to virtually get together to connect remotely i mean all these things that are almost oxymorons of phrases you mm-hmm. know because we had to but they're just barely sufficient they, right. they, yeah. they can never actually replace what happens when people connect with each other in person yeah or they're just woefully negligent of that real human factor i don't know right. how we did 
some of the things that we did remotely and managed to pull it off. I mean, this was this was ingenuity and innovation at its best. The stuff we did to help uh, dispensaries down in Baltimore and like right. those little things. I'm I'm still in awe of the fact that we figured out ways to do that. But once you you have a vaccine, you have responsible people go and 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 get the shot. Um, we're able to do something in our industry that that I think is just. Uh, I don't want to say it's mandatory, but it's essential, right? It's travel. Yes. And you guys, the two of you, our, our whole team did some traveling. But I wanted to spend some time here because the, the vaccine allowed us to get back on the road. I know both of you missed getting on the road and meeting people, meeting potential clients, and I have questions for both of you. I wanted to start with Francesca because you took a trip to Reno that was really a, a, a kind of game changer. It was. It was my first trip since COVID hit. So it was the first time on an airplane. There was a whole bunch of, you know, the typical travel anxiety that I think mm-hmm. almost everybody <laughs> yeah. feels when they're coming out of that pandemic and, and doing that for the first time. But the reason why I thought this show was going to be worth it, and it was the Women in Cannabis Expo in Reno. It was the first year of the show. So it was a brand new thing. But everything about it spoke to me in that it was it was women-centric and women-focused. Um, I got a speaking gig out of it, which was huge for us because, right. you know, there's no better way for us to sell ourselves than for us to be in person and and showcase what we believe about sales and then be, be there as a resource for people that are like-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the show because it was – it was small, you know, it was, it was small, which usually is such a huge negative for shows, but not this time. It was, so how do they do small, but good? Small was intimate. Small was small meant you could talk to everybody that was there. You could make time for each opportunity to actually delve into it and not be on a trade show floor Mm. with 30 seconds to sell or flash dating. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and I loved it. Um, and then being around, it was my first event, I think, in a long time that was um, a women-centric event. Uh-huh. And it, it really put the spotlight on women. And, and they opened it beautifully. Tokativity did a fantastic job as um, sort of the opening speakers. And the focus, the, the tone that they set was on collaboration. And I think whenever you have somebody that is truly invested in, we are here to collaborate, to help each other grow, and you have the the venue, the time, the space, the size of the show that lets you have conversations that can get you to a collaborative point mm-hmm. when there is, um, you know, a shared opportunity, y- it doesn't get better than that. It mm-hmm. doesn't get better than that. You know, one thing I don't want to gloss over here, and this wasn't even part of our pre-show, so... <laughs> um, I think that show was really big for you personally in a couple ways. Like, it was the first time you went out on your own as the president of the sales joint. Mm-hmm. Because those roles we punched off in, like, what, June or July is when everybody got their kind of roles, yeah. their official job titles, June right? 2021. And, and so when you get a, something on a business card and you have it on a card and you're sitting at home, that's one thing. When you're out amongst your peers and – that card's meaningful, and you yeah. had a speaking gig. You were running a, the booth mm-hmm. by yourself. You were interacting. You were networking. You were meeting people, and you kicked ass. And it was like we were all proud of you. Yeah, we and were. Like Thank it was you. really, really cool. And so I think like the one really cool thing that coming out of that, of everything you've learned and established and built that you're still working on as a result of it, but you was you did it and you grew personally, which helps the company grow. So I was really 
personally, it was one of those things that like we haven't really talked about since then, but it occurred to me when you were just talking, I was like, why not bring it up? Yeah. Thank you. Everybody was proud of you. You know, it was really cool as far as a takeaway, Mike, I agree with everything you said. Um, It was a really cool takeaway for me says, I want to say hi to women in cannabis. Uh, everybody was at the expo and, and Tokativity. Uh, fantastic. But but that group in particular, you guys support one another. Yeah. Like in yeah. a whole, it's impressive. It's a whole different definition. Yeah. It is. And, you know, I really think um, that the, my biggest, like, takeaway from that show is that the way women were connecting with each other was so different than in a typical trade show that is run by men, usually. And... In typical trade shows, I might have said this before, but in typical trade shows, I think it's all about um, peacocking, you know, and it's about making sh- making sure you look big, making sure you look impressive, making sure that you're drawing people in. And what I found in this show, and I really do believe it's because it was it was women focused and women built, is that the connection was more around we were able to be vulnerable with each other, and that kind of honesty opens opportunity in ways that. Um, the bravado can't, you know, bravado is very much a wall. It's saying, I I have everything I need. You want me. And vulnerability is saying, here's what I have. And, and here's what I need. And somebody going, I like what you have and I have what you need. So let's work together. Yeah. That's, Mm. I think that's a really insightful way to view that. And it's a, it's a vast difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, because vulnerability and professionals Although they go hand in hand. Vulnerability <laughs> and professionals. <laughs> but, but that is a vast distinction. And yeah. I think because it was a women's event and because it was smaller and people could get around and really spend time to get to know each other and what you're all about and what your brand is up to, that was big. And that was the first time that we've ever come back from a small event and said, ooh, these small ones might be more worth our time than we thought. Yeah. As opposed to the 30,000 yep. person one where people just are brain dead by the time they get to your booth if they get to your booth yes so it's that was really like a little bit of a game changer for us as we started planning out 2022 to to think about well which of these smaller events can kind of replicate the experience Mm -hmm. you had yeah that's it that's a great point so it was well worth the travel anxiety and, and conquering that to be vaccinated at this event um with these incredible women where we weren't just talking about our businesses. We were just, we were also talking about our disabilities. We were talking about how hard it is to raise capital. We're talking about how few roles uh, or how few women are in decision-making CEO roles in cannabis and, mm-hmm. and how we can change that and the frustrations we have. And then, um, you know, and, and then being honest about it, it's even more difficult for women of color. And so mm-hmm. it's, it was just such a, a huge difference coming out of that, um, than any other show. Yeah. You're 100% right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. what the, I, Maybe I do. Maybe when I go to a trade show, I, maybe I do peacock a little bit. Maybe that's a guy. Frank always says, yeah, I walk around the floor like I'm like Scrappy-Doo or something, and I'm always <laughs> you know, even going in other people's booths and doing business. But that's that's a story for another time. <laughs> the, the, the other thing, I guess, that we were able to do with, um, the, with the vaccine opened up with travel, uh, Mike, I wanted to go here with you. You guys were able to travel to a market where we... We'd been working. Right. We'd been working in the Sooner State of Oklahoma, but you and Francesca had the opportunity to go there. What did that mean for you? Yeah, that was the Oklahoma trip was long overdue. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we started doing business in Oklahoma back in like January or February, maybe a year ago in yeah. December. I'm not exactly sure when it was. But because of COVID, we couldn't really get there and start assessing the market and seeing and meeting and 
and collaborating and all that kind of stuff that we normally do, which kind of violates one of my golden rules of business, <laughs> yeah. which is you have to get your ass out there and you have to <laughs> meet people and see and learn and experience. And, you know, it comes back to like the underlying theme of that is you have to be able to speak the language and every market has its own dialect, I sure. guess is the way, even though it's all in cannabis, everybody works a little different. And we didn't get out to Oklahoma until September or October. It was October. October. It was October, yeah. And, uh, you know, Francesca did a, t a talk for a group, and it was, you know, it was well worth the time to go out there and then also take extra time to to tour around and go to different, um, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma cities, some of the rural areas to check things out, meet people and see the operations and really get a, a pulse of that market. And yeah. we learned real quickly that we're doing some things wrong. And mm -hmm. we came back, made adjustments to how we are, our approach to that market was, and they've proven to be good adjustments. And there's probably some more adjustments we need to make um, to really continue to serve that market as best we can. But doing it remotely, if we didn't do that, we would have never known that. And we wouldn't have been operating at our full potential. And, and the clients wouldn't have been getting like the full experience of what we can offer, I think. Yeah, the I remember when we were driving back from um, the visit at uh, from a cultivator's um, facility on the first day. It was before the speaking gig. It was before the whole reason of going out uh -huh. there. And we said, you know, if the trip ended here for some reason, it's still worth it. It was still worth it to come out there and be like, we now see the dispensaries that we are calling into. And right. that can change which ones we're calling or how we're calling them. Right. Um, we're seeing these cultivation fields and the indoor grows and the size and the scope of them and the different things that people are trying and doing and the hurdles that they they cross and it's been so eye-opening and you're right. right and then we get to make adjustments yeah well, and then even at the group um, oh my god yeah that was hearing huge. the issues they were combating as far as pressures that they're dealing with regulatory legal things like that in, in hearing the issues firsthand and hearing the dialogue, and this is what you said earlier, like mm -hmm. the, the mindset and the dialogue that their approach to dealing with these problems in a, in a relatively new state. Yep. Oklahoma is yeah. really, you know, as compared to other states we work in that are much more mature, and those aren't even issues there anymore. Right. And, 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 right. and so it was really eye-opening to see that, and it gave us, again, it's a whole new perspective on, oh, Okay. So this is how this group thinks or even like, okay, I hear the differences in opinions on a single issue and I understand where each of them are coming from. So when we approach um, cultivators, you know, going forward, we know that this is a fear or this is a hurdle or this is exciting to them. And right. we wouldn't have known that if we didn't go right. listen to their business agenda at the top of the meeting yep. and then do the speaking. And um, and just a quick shout out to Green Country Cannabis Growers Association, which is who we um, went to speak uh, went to speak for at with two two one of those. It's one of those. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was good. That was a show. That was a that was a good trip. It really was, and thank God for the vaccine because it yeah. was one of those things that wasn't an option to, for us to do yeah. really much earlier than we did. And it was it was one of those things that we said we're never going to a, to a new state 
where we can't go and do our pre-work and and get kind of the momentum and traction going and our real foundation of our knowledge that helps us tailor our offering into that market. Yeah. It's such in a, a different culture. Way. Like you said, it's yeah. a different dialect. We're all speaking cannabis, but a different dialect. It's such a different culture of cannabis in yeah. Oklahoma versus you know, California versus Colorado versus Oregon versus Washington. So So different. different. There there was something that I wanted to bring up just because it's one of those things you don't think of, I think, unless you're physically present in a moment, in a situation. And it was something Mike shared when he got back. Um, If you could, could you recollect, and we didn't talk about this in in, in pre-show at all, but, but, uh, you guys went and visited my man at Great Barrier Reefer. Hey, guys. Some of the funniest, Solid. coolest, nicest guys in the state of Oklahoma. But, but I mean, you, you were able to talk to a store. Frank and I have conversations. Ashley has conversations with store owners all the time. But you can't really see things from their perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, was a great visit in terms yeah. of he, he took time. He was very generous with his time. During the day, you know, we made an appointment, obviously, and he mm-hmm. knew we were coming and wanted to just introduce ourselves and, and share a little bit more about the sales joint and what our goals were and how it, and really, you know, how it might help him. And but how it's being received, too. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is to make <laughs> the lives of dispensary purchasing managers easier exactly. and the lives of cultivators easier. We're always talking to the cultivators. We don't get a lot of opportunities to talk to the yeah, dispensary that's, that's owners. So yeah. this is like, this was a golden one. Yeah, yeah and it was great. The stuff he shared with us about his day-to-day and, mm-hmm. you know, we always say you have to walk a mile in someone's shoes to really, and, and he, we felt like we walked 10 miles that day because mm-hmm. he really shared a lot with us that, again, helped us to further define, like, what we wanted to provide to dispensaries and how it could be even more of a, a game changer for them in terms of saving time and adding efficiency to their purchasing operations and activities. And um, plus, he's just a hell of a nice guy with a great <laughs> he was store. He so great. Yeah. And yeah. I, loved, so. I loved what he said at the end. He was like, I don't, he wants to work with the growers themselves, not the brokers or the distributors. He's like, I like to know that the money I'm spending is helping somebody's kids yep. get uniforms sure. for their baseball team or whatever it is. Yep. Like, that's what he that's wants to see. small business approach. And so, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was exciting to be like, wow, we are, we are aligned, and that is exactly what we're trying to help make happen. Yeah, right. I, think, I think we learned a lot from him, even from, like, just telling me, hey, don't just stop by and throw samples at me. <laughs> you know, respect my time. I'll respect growers' time. Like, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, great. That was a great visit. Yeah. And we, you know, we had another... We had more travels. We were lucky this sh- <laughs> We were lucky. Oh, we were making up for lost time. So, Francesca, <laughs> rounding out that travel um, rather recently, huh? Yeah, we went to the Big Apple. We were, um, we were exhibiting a- in New York at the CWCB Expo, and it was a good show. It was a good show for us. We, yeah. we I think, got a lot out of it. Sure did. I think... What I saw at the show was a much lower attendance than I expected, mm-hmm. um, but that didn't scare us because we knew from Reno, small shows aren't bad shows necessarily. They're not one in the same. And so we were able to, to take what we were, you know, what we had and make the most of it. But I think my favorite, one of my favorite takeaways from the New York trip, was that our whole team got to go out there. Yeah. And we were supposed to do that with MJ Biz. We were, we were going to have the whole team out in Vegas, and then with the Nevada uh, mask mandate and just the cost of going to MJ Biz, it just wouldn't be the same. We knew it wouldn't be the same. We had already signed up for New York, so we said, let's make that our big team yeah. trip. And 
just going to, to Rudy's every night <laughs> after the show to decompress <laughs> and dinners and hanging out and working together. It, it's that connection that you can't um, replicate with anything but the real thing. Yeah, it, it, we were, it was overdue. I mean, you think about last year for us, you know, a year ago now, we were still operating as Aliens Can. Yeah. You know, the, the sales joint rebrand happened in like March, April, somewhere in there mm-hmm. when we finally started, you know, putting all that together. Yeah. And so, and that was a lot of work that was oh all done God. by Zoom. <laughs> when you think yes. about it, we were all doing, you know, remote and we busted ass for a long time wearing multiple hats and getting this new brand lifted and up and running and operational. And now we're in two states mm-hmm. um, in that, you know, pretty quick amount of time. And so, I'm like Francesca and I, the whole goal of this was like, Hey, we're going to do the show. We're going to get some leads. We're going to meet some people. That's going to be great. But the team needs this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just from a culture, from a just team building, we needed that. Um, We like each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's not not a heavy lift to go and hang out with you guys. In fact, and and I think that's what you and not one of the things you and I said, it was great that like, like there was times when it wasn't us, like yes. Frank and Megan yeah. and Ashley went out and tore it up that night. Yeah. And <laughs> it wasn't like they had to ask permission to do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was awesome that they did that. It and was. they wanted to be with each other and have fun with each other. Yep. And some of those photos we may have to put on the, as a special trailer. They're, they're yeah. not safe for work. <laughs> yeah. As LeVon Helm said in, in the last waltz, New York was an adult portion. <laughs> it's that was one that Don't I think we're push. we're gonna have to uh, yeah because I always say that that we go somewhere and then our our wonderful team uh, turns into the damn Rolling Stones when they go out <laughs> at night. So I'm like, who came in at three? Oh my god, we gotta we gotta work the show tomorrow. Hey man, the only thing that matters is everybody showed up for their shifts that's at right. that booth and killed it. Everybody and that's did. that's something special. Yep. And we had the added impetus though as soon as that show was over. Booth uh, 142 moved its uh, ass to uh, 44th and 9th. Rudy's Bar and Grill, sponsor the Infused Show. Please do. Uh, <laughs> we'll sponsor you. <laughs> I, think I, um, I think I see another present there, Mike. Oh, uh, that, yeah, uh, that was one present. Could you open That yeah. was just the vaccine. Well, that's quite a present. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and speaking of... What you got here? Where w- this uh, Studio 211. Oh, hey! That's the next gift. <laughs> oh God! Oh, my oh gosh. It's it's right here. we forgot to mention. <laughs> that if you're not watching, <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we're in the same room together. Yes, we're Doing not on this. Zoom screens. I know. It's very odd. It's hard not to look at myself and. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you, yeah. Just that was guess. something that Francesca had a problem. Right, can with. we put a mirror up over here yeah. so I'm that way she can still see? We're herself. gonna need monitors. The They're hair there and here. Are the teeth? Is there food in them? I need to know these things. There no. was there was a moment at the New York show where the three of us got to sit down at these mics yep. uh, together, yep. doing because uh, we did we did a bunch of interviews from CWCB Expo. So Infused went to that show as well. Hell yeah, it did. And um, in a big way, we were sitting there and we just riffed for I don't yeah. know how long, and we were like, my God, it feels so good. Yeah, to not wait. For the Zoom screen to focus on you or you. And then, oh my God, it just felt natural, which it, it feels natural too. I, I'm so, I'm in love with this space. Yeah, it's, this is a long time coming. You think about how long we've been talking about this. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, planning. And, and it wasn't until we started coming back more like over the summer. Yeah. And like getting back in the groove of saying, all right, well, when are we actually going to feel 
safe about coming in to record and all that. And so we put this line in the sand. And I'll be honest. I thought you guys were full of shit when you said we were going to be ready to record the <laughs> December episode. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right. And uh, <laughs> I really didn't think we would Season's greetings, Mike. We're yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it came together great. You guys had such great vision for this and such great ideas. And, I mean, you and Frank especially know so much about all these things that are so foreign to me. And so it was really fun for me to watch it come together and see, you know, just the creativity and, and thought that everyone put into it and just kind of sit back and watch it happen. And, <laughs> and um, it was, re- it was really neat. And yeah. so I'm super pumped to be here um, because it just lets us do what we like doing, communicate, send them, you know, get our messages out there, let other people have a forum and a platform to get their messages out um, about cannabis and about the business side of it, which, you know, as we're seeing and as we're understanding, there's not a lot of people that talk about what we're talking about out sure there. Sure thing. You know, we're not talking about strains and, and, and what's our favorite, you know, like dab this week. We're talking about stuff that's really impacting the, the industry and, and impacting business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I'm super proud of that, and, and I'm really excited about what's ahead for the show. Um, you know, just some of the contacts that you and Frank made in New York that we can't talk about now <laughs> that are sitting on, like, the horizon that I'm dying to say. Yeah. But, man, like, this is really, really exciting. And, and I just want to really congratulate you and Frank and thank yes. you and Frank for everything you've done for not just the studio but for the show. I mean, this is – like your brainchild and this is something you guys have really worked hard at and um, put a lot of passion and time and energy into and it's it to me it's one of those things that I I didn't I never dreamed it would do what it's done for the business and for the industry and it's really exciting to see and I know there's so much more ahead that's going to happen in this in the studio so very well said. Yeah. Very yeah. well said. That's not even what was on my paper either. <laughs> <laughs> Freestyle. I mean, I, I love that because I love being in person for all the obvious reasons that we already talked about. But yeah. um, just having this space, like, we get to personalize it. We get, we get to pick out the things that we're surrounded by. And we get to show ourselves um, and our personalities and our dynamics off so much better with all of this, really get to explore the space and, uh, <laughs> and really get to like have fun with it. And there's gonna, it, it opens up doors for more interviews, more yeah. content, more everything that we want to do. Um, so, yeah, Studio 211 is a huge gift, and Mike is absolutely 100% right. It's you and Frank. It's it is, it, this doesn't happen without you two. Um, so, exactly. you guys, you guys are the gifts. No. Really. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'd like to now read a poem <laughs> that I've written. No, the, um, look, uh, doing this show is a gift. So uh, I know Frank feels the same way. So we, we uh, thank you for that. And the, I am, Studio 211 is, is the, the greatest thing. Uh, every time we've come in to work on it, it's been fun. And, and just watching the pieces fall into place has been amazing. And then what I always go to is, is the, the hero of the, the show is when you get to watch Frank just light up as he opens a new piece of equipment or now look, <laughs> look what I can do. Look what I can do here. Or I don't have to, I don't have to rely on this. Now I have this. And like you both said, it's going to open the door for more interviews. Um, people are going to be able to call in now. Um, we're going to, we're going to be able to connect with some of the, the contacts that we made up in New York. And we're looking, you know, we're looking at booking a really impressive 2022. Um, so, so I'm, I'm just thrilled. So yeah, it's, it's exciting that, 
that Infused has the home of Studio 211 and we have the capability to go on the road and to broadcast from events and yeah. for shows and you know we are we're for hire now in yeah. in a lot of ways which and that is was a huge eye awesome. of New York <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's if we weren't doing infused in New York we wouldn't have even thought of uh, oh wait they're having a brand launch party on 420 and they want us to come up there and yeah. you know add value by allowing their guests to do interviews because you're co-promoting everybody's co-branding yeah. and in a and cross marketing and all that stuff for free yeah, so it it is a big shot in the arm for an event and a big credibility builder. It just adds energy. Like the energy around our booth, it was great. Was it was so little to do with the sales joint, so much to do with Infused. A hundred percent. Yeah, and it was really cool. I mean, there was people that were pumped just to watch what Frank was doing. Yeah. Like they're all on his shoulder like pan girls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you do? Hit that button. What's that button? No, you're absolutely right. And and the, one of the things I don't want to bypass is that that feedback you guys mentioned. People love that we were doing an industry-driven show, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and and that you know I'm not I'm not uh, shitting on those people that do that talk about the strains they like or different things. We need those too. Yes, but right. there, there's room for a lot of us in this space, yep. and it was just cool to see that people appreciated our approach. Yeah, and I, I'm really excited about where we're going. I like how you said that. Um, yeah, well said. One Looks more. like you got a present there, Nick. What's I, in it? I do. I do. Oh, I love when I get this. <laughs> Uh oh. More wreck legal states oh. in the United States of yes, America. That's sir. right. Cannabis coming to Connecticut, ding. New Mexico, New York. Yeah, another 17 months, maybe. And Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. Guys, we've got these new markets. Yes, yes we do. Progress. And they are they are a huge gift because we're furthering legalization, you know, um, state by state if we have to. But um, that that means there's more access for more patients um, and, you know, alternative medicine for people that need it. And obviously a, an alternative for a recreational use sure. of it, which yeah. is, as somebody who doesn't drink, really, that's, that's awesome to me. I can't wait to, s- to the point where you can have a joint or a glass of wine and they're treated the same. And that's what more states legalizing does, is it moves that needle bit by bit every day. I can really go. Do we have, can I have a joint and a glass of wine for the <laughs> next segment? <laughs> Rudy should switch that up. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> Instead of the hot, hot dog, dog with a beer, you get a joint and a, a glass of walker. wine. <laughs> look at those, look at those markets though. Uh, and think about this, Mike, what Fran- one of Francesca's points though, um, I, I've read the same things you read. We're talking about places like Virginia, places like New Mexico, um, and, and New York. And think about the people we can get off of opioids if we, ha- if yes. we can. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of help do some healing in those markets. That's one thing I, I know that all of us are looking forward to. I'm really hoping that this, as the more states that go medical and then rec, they're learning from each other is my hope in this. And yeah. they're going to do it better and learn from the mistakes that the predecessors have made and and bring on new horizons and raise the bar on how to do it right without really hurting the industry Mm. by either through over taxation, which we see in a lot of places, over licensing, under resourcing, uh, you know, there's so many things that the, the initial states have learned, you know, have done wrong, Mm -hmm. not really wrong, but not done as good as they could, I guess is a better way to say it, that the new states have access to say, Hey, here's, let's do it better. So we don't have that same problem. So that's the thing I'm excited about is we should be able to get from A to Z much faster in the, in the States now than when California and Colorado first did it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I know like some of those, well, there's more opportunities for small business 
craft or craft cannabis for all these things that will bring valuable dollars and revenue to places that need it to fund, you know, really important endeavors in each state. So, you know, when you go to a dispensary, you could be supporting your schools or roads or any kind of state infrastructure or um, there's so many things that you can do with cannabis beyond just what cannabis does, which is amazing in and of itself. So I know um, I have I have a couple of shows that I'm speaking at in 2022 and Virginia is is the state for one of those shows. So nice. I'm really excited to be, you know, in a very emerging state, especially with our experience and be able to hopefully share what we've learned to the people that are starting their businesses so that they can start them more effectively um, and and have success right out the shoot. Yep. Yeah. And that's the one thing I feel like, you know, they don't need to reinvent the wheel. No. I mean, we've got a tire store here. So yeah. <laughs> we can help you quickly, effectively, efficiently, yep. you know, and, and that's the part that's exciting. Is it, I mean, how fun is it when we pick up a new client that is in it for the right reasons, a craft grower that wants to help people and, and or a dis- dispensary that wants to have a great customer experience for their patients mm-hmm. and, and their patrons and to see them light up and to see them do well. Like that's super rewarding for us. Yeah. And yeah. It's, 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 that's why we do what we do. <laughs> Yep. And, and as many ills as prohibition rain down on this country, those all can be healed. And so every state that legalizes, there's multiple opportunities to free prisoners from prohibition, to get people off of addictive opioids that are dangerous to their systems, to have small businesses succeed, to, um, you know, correct the horrible racist inequities in, Absolutely. The, in what prohibition has done. So... There's just so much to to get right every time we right. legalize. I'm, yeah, I'm well excited said. about that. I'm excited that the we've we've worked mature, very mature rec legal markets and learned a lot. And yep. want to share that. Then we've worked really new medical. Mar- we've worked established medical markets, new medical markets. But I, I'm excited about what the sales joint can do for these new states, these new growers who are just getting their feet wet. So yep. that's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah. we can help Can't you skip wait. all the painful learning. That's going to be really <laughs> a lot cool. of it, at least. Uh, guys, you may have seen I put a little piece of paper near each of you. I was hoping we could have some holiday fun. Yeah. Unless you guys, do you guys like fun? <laughs> I'm, I'm ambivalent. I'm indifferent. <laughs> I'm indifferent towards fun. And that means say hello to my man and yours, producer extraordinaire, Falalala fifth year. Frank, how you doing? <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Frank. Frankie. Happy holidays. Happy holidays Likewise. to you, my friend. Is it snowing over? Are you in a snow globe or is it snowing over? <laughs> <laughs> Are those Christmas cutlets you're eating? <laughs> hey, stole, hey, stole some crackers. The, uh, all right. I'm going to ask you guys to write this down because usually when, when I ask these questions, if you've played along with us at home, uh, when, I, when I ask, we tend to base the next response on somebody, how somebody else's answer went over. And I didn't want that to happen oh, for this wow. one. So yeah, you got to get rid of one. <laughs> you got to get rid of one. You have to get rid of one of these Christmas movies. Uh. Of the three, do you get rid of Elf? Do you get rid of A Christmas Story or Christmas Vacation? Oh, yeah. I asked the tough questions here. This is down. I know. I know. You can, you can take a moment. I'm going to, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll distract you with this one. Uh, because speaking of a Christmas story, everybody's seen that, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. You seen it, Frank? Last year was I when I so. dressed in the, uh, right, the pink funny suit. That's right. See, see yeah. there it is. <laughs> I should have remembered. But I, I didn't want you to put one of these things like you hadn't had peanut butter and jelly with me on that one. So, 
Did you have a toy that was your equivalent of the Red Ryder BB gun when you were a kid, Frank? Something. What was the, your, the Christmas present that little Frank Rago absolutely pined for? Is this a question only for Frank? No, everybody's going to get it. Should I start? Question. Yeah, you should start because <laughs> I asked friend. you the question. <laughs> <laughs> man, Studio oh, man, 11's made us question. rusty. <laughs> that's a great question, Nick. And um, I, well, you. I loved cars growing up. So anytime I got like a matchbox, like race car set or um, like an RC control car, like yeah. I would play with it all day long. I could have skipped meals. And you know how what? tough that is for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love food, but. I, there was just like this one Christmas where I got this RC truck that was like almost the size of this table in front of me, wow. and I loved it to death. Yeah, I, I I've had it. I had it for like ten years. He still has Even, it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the truth, friend. <laughs> no, I don't have it's it in his desk. <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably my favorite toy. Was it like a Power yeah. Wheels? Like radio control. Yeah, radio oh, remote, remote, oh, control remote control car. Remote control, car. Remote control you know, RC I, car. But it was like the biggest one I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah. what <laughs> the hell? I, I wanted one of those things so long. And, and my mom, you, know, we, we, you guys aren't my therapist, but like her <laughs> response for that was always the same. And I it, it, verbatim, I'm not wasting money on a toy that plays with itself. And I was like, well, you did buy me the Pee Wee Herman doll, but that's a different, that's a different discussion. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, how long have you been sitting on that? Have you used that one before? No, I just made that up. Actually. Really? Yeah, but uh, but I no, There's I didn't more make questions up. and answers. I, I, I don't, I, don't I didn't make up the thing about playing with itself. God, <laughs> yeah, I got to get to my therapist <laughs> after this. Mike, what was your Red Rider BB gun? My this, this is going to kind of date me a little bit, but it's the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, <gasps> which is the original console the original. with a joystick. Yeah, and um, that was like. The end all play, goal. Like, Spaced invaders. It, it was Space like, invaders, yeah, right? punch out. Yeah. Uh -huh, like yeah. jungle hunt or something like that. Oh, uh, and what was the one so where you were like, swinging over the yeah, uh, pitfall? Yeah, pitfall, pitfall. Oh, that was a good like, one. Yeah, it, that was, I was pumped yeah. when I got that. Very nice. Francesca, I'm, I'm really interested to know what this is going to be because I know some of her big Christmas presents and what she used to kind of pine after. <laughs> Look, I was a weird kid. I don't think that should come as a shock you to anyone. You don't say. But um, <laughs> the present that I really, really wanted, I got really fixated on um, cash registers. She's a well-known thief, everyone. <laughs> when I was at the grocery store, I loved the sound that the buttons made when you press them yeah. and the different colors of them. And I, I Making the drawer <laughs> open, flipping them open. Like every... Sound. It was like ASMR for me. Okay. For cash registers. Okay, I wow. get that. And I and I kept insisting I want a real cash register. I did not want a toy. I was like, do not try and sell me anything Fisher Price. You here. must love the intro to Pink Floyd's Money. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. And yeah. um, yeah. And I. Wow, this got explains a lot when it comes to like <laughs> raises and bonus conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so yeah, there was there was a year when my parents went to Staples Office Supply and bought a real cash register, and that thing was like my pride and joy toy for a very long time. You're charging at meals and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I would just play. So I had like a very vivid imagination. I still do, and um, I would always play make believe stuff. And so I played store, I played school, or I played whatever, and. 
Yeah, oh, that was wow. so I'd play store wow. whether I had money or not. It Interesting would intel. as long as I had the register. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Red Rider BB gun. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Weird kid. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Mine was the Bespin Freeze Chamber from Empire Strikes Back that you could actually put a Han Solo figure in and turn it around and I remember come that. up as the fake one. Yeah. The frozen I one. I remember that one. I waited for this thing all year. Oh my god, I loved it. I loved it. I wish I still had it. <laughs> the best been freeze chamber. So let Were me. Are you good all year? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. The um. So I, I got to get to this. So Frank, which movie did you eliminate? Christmas Story. I knew it. Wow. I knew it. Christmas Story. Way okay. too nineteen forties Indiana. Probably. You've never even seen it before till last year. I think. <laughs> probably. I've seen it. Probably. But it's getting old. Whoa, whoa. Like it's always been old. Yeah, old. but. <laughs> There's one, the Set one scene old. where he says the f word, right, and he has to put soap in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. like that Life haunted point. me as a child. Like I was like, I, I can't say bad words now. Like I'm gonna get a soap, Wait, a did bar you of soap in my mouth for the whole day. <laughs> that was a big bar of soap. That was, was oversized. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. Life boy. <laughs> Life yeah. boy. It was bright red. <laughs> yeah, man. I okay. Well, uh, you know what? Schwartz. I, I can respect. <laughs> Schwartz is getting over. his. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn furnace. Uh, Francesca, what'd you eliminate? Elf. Elf. It wasn't right even hard. It, it was not difficult. I do love Elf. I think Elf is a great movie and everything like that. But yeah. it's the newest of the Christmas movies in my repertoire. And so for that reason, it is cut. It's also just, you know, it doesn't have, um, as it has some quotability. Uh-huh. But if I had to, like, write out quotes from all three movies, Elf comes up short. And that for me is... You're good. Okay. Okay. Mike, give us the elimination. I am with Elf also. Wow. Um, the quotes is exactly where I was with it. Really? Like, I mean, we've <laughs> said, I think, two or three quotes just in this episode from <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And yeah. I never heard somebody, story. The, um, yeah. Jelly of the Month Club mm-hmm. came up. Yeah, and that's yeah. like, so there's tons of ones. And I just also think about like my family and what we have rolling in the background during like that christmas week and it's <laughs> both those shows are marathoned all the time yeah. yeah so um we watch them like countless times yeah. and um and we have for years so i feel like to me it's like part of our family tradition almost is to watch those two mindless movies oh yeah My, <laughs> me too me too so for I, I know i think it wouldn't be december if you didn't say if somebody didn't say the shitter's full yeah that's like true year round yeah. it's true <laughs> yeah about representing right here yeah. Um, the, Nick, um, what was yours? Mine w- didn't wasn't even hard. It was Elf. So it's three one defeat for wow. Elf. Wow, uh, sorry, it really Frank. went down. And again, I like <laughs> it. I like it, but I can't live without the other two. I can't live Absolutely without the other not. two. Um, and, and speaking of which, uh, we're, we're wrapping this one up, guys. And um, I usually uh, you know talk way too much, so I wanted to uh, say one thing and then go around the horn with with uh, Christmas uh, wishes uh, for everything. Uh, but on, on behalf of me and Frank. Thank both of you uh, for the opportunity to do this. Uh, for Studio 211, it is a labor of love. We, we love doing this, and we, we love the plans that we have for the future and everything we've been able to do. So I want to make sure I, I thank uh, both of you very sincerely. And I, I certainly want to thank uh, Frankie Fifth Year, producer extraordinaire, because what you do is, is ridiculous. Uh, the, the level of talent, uh, dedication, and professionalism, everybody, everybody says the same thing about you and it's always glowing so thank you for what you do yes um, and yeah i mean i'll thank every uh everybody uh that i have to uh, as far as the listening audience in a bit but uh i want to uh, have a wonderful wonderful holiday season thank you so much so um frank 
those beautiful words, Nick. Thank you so much. <laughs> and it's been an absolute pleasure to work on Infuse with you uh, almost every day. It's It was, you know, as Mike put it earlier, it's our brainchild. It's something that we've always wanted to do, but we couldn't figure out, you know, how it implemented with, you know, our our company and our yeah. the products we were offering. Nick, you are a born natural at this. <laughs> you are, pr- from day one, yes. from the first episode, as soon as the mics, the cameras went on, you just, yeah, you were glowing. Yeah. Well said. You're, you're amazing, man. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you, Mike and, and Francesca, for allowing myself and, and Nick to even put this together. Um, your leadership, your motivation, the trust you put in us to get this thing up and running edited and sent out on time posted <laughs> is, is is a true blessing and i i can't thank you enough oh, so you guys got, you're that's the so fun sweet. part got, got something to say to the listening audience francesca we're wrapping the year up uh i'm gonna be brief because um i could continue the, the <laughs> thanks circle um because <laughs> it's it's just too good you guys are great love you um and major thanks to people that are listening and watching subscribing rating reviewing <laughs> um because we, there's no point in doing this without the people that are invested in following us and getting something out of it. That's what we're doing this for. So we just we love this other avenue to be creative and helpful. So thank you for everybody and, and everything that made that happen, which is everybody in this room and everybody that's got this in their ear holes or eye holes right now. <laughs> or, okay. <laughs> also, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. All of that. Yeah, I just, I'm just really appreciative that the year's over and the chaos is coming <laughs> to an end. Well, that's and what you think. It's yeah, season it three of COVID coming. In all honesty, it's been one hell of a year. In the midst of so much chaos, it's what we have done as a company and the people we've met, I'm just, I couldn't be more excited about what's ahead for next year for everything that we're doing, whether it's the sales joint or whether it's infused or the new things that we have on the horizon. It's so goddamn exciting. So I'm just really grateful for all that and the team we have. And I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, happy holidays, stay, stay safe. Yes. Recharge. Yeah. And come back ready to roll because there's a lot on our plates. Yeah. So uh, come back ready to rock. Yeah, Absolutely. we're going to have some new stuff for the new year, and we can't wait to share it. Yeah, we can't wait. We're going to be ready to rock in 2022. So everybody out there, stay safe. Thank you to every listener, every guest, and every future listener and future guest. We appreciate it. Uh, Megan and Ashley, much love to you guys, the rest of our team uh, here at the Sales Joint. Look, this has been the Infuse Show for a very, very lovely 2021. Uh, we appreciate you. We thank you for listening. We're going to see you in the future from Studio 211. Right here in Delahue, Delaware, Delaware. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. 
If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.